Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4. Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um hit them up. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I got a special guest here, a fellow podcaster and a stand-up comedian as well. I'd like to welcome to the show, Bobby Daniel Gonzalez. How you doing, Daniel? What's going on, Chewy? How you been, brother? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Can't complain, bro. Ah, man. You know, it's it's another day. It's, uh, it's colder than usual in Texas today, so... You know, I had to put on my Miami Heat jersey so I can channel the tropics back into, <laughs> back into my blood. You know it's on your mind, right? <laughs> Bro, it's all, that's what they say. It's in your mind. But cold weather's for the Vikings, not for Puerto Ricans. You know what I'm saying? I know, bro. I go outside, try and pee, and I can't find my pee-pee. I'm trying to tell you. Like, a, a, good, a good buddy of mine yesterday, where I was actually, I recorded a podcast yesterday with a, with a really good friend of mine, Ricardo Aviles, and, you know, He's also Puerto Rican. I'm like, bro, like this cold weather shit got Puerto Ricans rethinking our dick sizes because, you know, we're supposed to be a quarter black, but this cold shit, we're like, where the fuck did it go? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I I don't even know. Can I cuss on the show? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude. Uh, let, let's do it. All right. So, yeah, man, uh, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. Just chilling, dude. Yeah, man. So why don't you tell me about uh about your podcast, bro? What what made you start it? Ah, man, my podcasting career is uh as dyslexic as my actual dyslexia. Um, so about four years ago, I started podcasting because of the 2016 election. Uh, I 
I, when I was in college, I majored in political science. So I was always kind of interested in like the political system and all that. Nice. Um, and I made the bad mistake of trying to cover the election. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, I grew up in South Florida. I grew up around Cubans. I grew up around a bunch of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and all that. So they're compared to like Mexicans, they usually lean more right to the to the political spectrum. So I decided, hey, I'm gonna call my very first pod, my very first podcast ever, conservative poppy. Everything was fine. I, I interviewed a bunch of like local politicians, congressmen, personalities. It was, wow, it was a fun time, right? And then all of a sudden, some crazy person found me at my job because he didn't like something I said on a podcast. Oh, hell no. Dude, for real. Like, the dude went deep, bro. Like, the dude, like, looked me up, found, like, like, dude, it was crazy. So that was the first successful slash unsuccessful podcast. Then uh, for a while, I had a podcast with one of my best friends. Uh, called Coño Cast, which was a very fun time, dude. Um, we had it for over a year. We built a little following. Um, he had a kid, and he just didn't have any more time for podcasting. You know, obviously the kid took over, mm-hmm. took over his life. And then now the new version of the podcast called Dentalize This, available everywhere: iHeart, Spotify, everywhere, everywhere. It's it's just me now, uh, just podcasting all by my lonesome. Uh, but I, I have pretty cool guests on. I've had uh, world champion Mason Fowler uh, in jujitsu. He's a jujitsu world champion on the podcast. I've had. Uh, uh, Man, I've had some pretty, pretty awesome people on my podcast so far. I've had, I've released two seasons. I'm on season three. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's I, more than anything, it's people think that I, I started stand up after podcasting. Uh, but the podcasting sphere has always kind of attracted me because I get to just have conversations like these, right? Where I just get to meet cool people and shut off my phone for an hour, hour and a half, and just really get to know somebody and, you know, where their brain is, where they're going. And, you know, I know that the trend now is to have an overly produced podcast, but all the ones that I personally, right, like I always go with the things that I like, the ones that I tend to always gravitate to are the simple ones, the ones where it's like one or two people, three tops, just having a conversation about, who they are and then it's just me kind of being the kid on the side when your parents were talking to their best friends and just kind of listening to the conversation like i've always loved that so i like to provide that to my audience and that's what i what i love to do man so i i call the dentalize this because i would like to just talk to people man that's like the way i do it it's not gonna be for everybody but it is for a lot of people and you know so slowly but surely that 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 listenership is, is going up Yo, for sure, man. Very natural conversations. Fucking hilarious. I was listening to your latest episode with uh, the pothead chimp. Dude, Max Law. That's my boy, dude. That guy. I love that guy so much, man. He's one of those. uh, He's one of those people that will give you. He looks homeless, like legitimately (laughs) looks homeless. But he'll show you his bank account. And you're like, why aren't you? not here or wearing Ugo boss, like hundred percent retail. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you should I, be in a yacht. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you should have your own yacht. 
he's just not that kind of guy, man. He's a he's a hippie. He's this, you know, he's a guy from Melanesia. He's a really nice guy, and I love like that conversation that I had with him. It's something that we have basically on a regular basis at the comedy club, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, come on the podcast. Like, like at the end of the day, I personally like I care, but I don't care. It, you know exactly what I mean when I say that. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't care who's on my podcast. The only reason I care is because I want it to grow. But at the end of the day, I need to always have people that I enjoy talking to. Because I don't care how famous the person is. If I mm-hmm. feels like I'm pulling teeth just to have a conversation, I don't want this person. Man. Like, oh, for real, dude. It's like, like for what? Like. Wow, the name will attract nothing, and then people I'll lose followers after they listen to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm with you on that, bro. Like, I've had some amazing conversations. I've learned a lot too with you know different guests, and you know, I had um Scotty Page. He played saxophone for Pink Floyd, and I thought he was gonna talk about his whole. He talked a little bit about being with the band and partying with them. But I thought that's what it was all going to be about. No, man, he he told me about Bitcoin and, you know, those non-fungible tokens. And he explained all that to me. Like, he went in depth with it. NFTs is the future. We're all going to be part of the Matrix pretty soon. Dude, for real, right? Imagine that (laughs) combines with the metaverse and shit. Bro, bro, it's already it's already headed there, dude. Like part of me, like I'm so analog, right? Like I I resist. Like, even though I have a pretty strong media, social media presence, I resist anything outside of what I do for work. And I consider stand-up and podcasting my third job, really, right? Like, I, first job is being a husband. Second job is what I do to pay the bills. And this is my passion project, you know, talking to people like you, doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes up a lot of my time. But I like what I like about stand-up comedy is, you can't really do it online. You can't like I've done Zoom shows um, over the during the pandemic and they suck. Like they fucking suck. And people that get and people that pay money to watch Zoom shows, you're you deserve to get your money taken from you because you're dumb enough to actually go to one of those. You know, like like I get it. You're, you're being you're being careful, but at the same time, stand up is one of those art forms that you need to watch in person. It's almost like it's a it's. I don't want to call it a religious experience because I don't want to. I don't want to go that far, but it's it's a special thing. It really is. Like if you see, give name any famous comedian that you like. If you see them in a comedy club with three hundred other people, only you guys got to experience that particular set at that particular time, and you will never hear. You can hear the same material, but you will never hear that set ever the same again it's, mm-hmm. it's that moment lives in y'all's memories forever and you're either gonna love it you're gonna hate it but it's an experience that you will just cherish you know it's 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 an amazing thing like i've seen uh working here in austin i've seen you know some of the biggest names come through and i've opened up for some of them you know? like, nice I, I i've opened up for jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven, he's not known for his stand-up, but he's a he's a classically trained actor. He knows what to do. And when I'm telling you, performing-wise, he is one of the best stand-ups I've seen in person. Oh, he knows what he's doing, huh? Dude, it's his act is so stinking good. And he's 
and he's so self-deprecating. Like, yeah, he has a reputation for being an asshole, but he he knows that people know he's an asshole. So he he leans <laughs> into that. It's no secret. <laughs> but it's no secret. But he's a nice guy, man. He's I smoked a cigar with him. I got to pick his brain, and I learned a lot from the guy, man. Really, honestly, he he was him, Brian Holtzman, uh, Comedy Store comic, uh, guys like Tony Hinchcliffe, um, you know, Trevor Kevlo. Shout out to him too. Uh, a lot of those comedians that came through Austin during the pandemic that gave opportunities for guys like me that you know have been doing it for two to three years, uh, four to five year mark, kind of like in that in that window of time that. We in before the pandemic would be relegated to, you know, kind of fighting for the scraps of trying to break into the into into the comedy clubs. Since the pandemic kind of shut all that down, it was like a reset. It was like I don't care if you worked the comedy club before. Now we're gonna see who's ready to who's actually funny because people are tired of seeing the same motherfuckers over and over again, and they're ready to see something new. And I was very blessed, man. I was very blessed to be part of that little crew in Austin to to play Vulcan the first 20 times, you know, um, playing with guys like Jamar Neighbors, playing with uh, Dave Lucas, with Hans Kim, and, and all these guys that are now, you know, on Kill Tony and, and, and going to the next level. And, you know, I earned a lot of, a lot of respect from people like them. But I know that there's still a lot work, a lot more work to be done. So... It's it's part of it's part of the process, bro. Like like this is this is not an overnight thing, you know. This is this is why I yeah. come on your show. So you know, in ten years, you're gonna be like, I remember when he came on my show and he was a nobody. No, right? that him For on real. Netflix. <laughs> For real, huh? Next to Fluffy. Nah, yeah, fuck Fluffy. Anyway, <laughs> I, I love Fluffy. No disrespect, but fuck Fluffy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing. It's 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 not. I don't say it in the way to be mean, and I don't like them. It's not that. It's it's. I, I, it's not a competition, but at the same time, fuck you, I'm better. That's the way I look at it. Damn, nice. <laughs> you know, and, and they're, and they deserve to be where they're at because they worked hard and they have honed their craft. But one day when it's my turn, you know, I'm going to be in the same, in the same, you know, process, in the same aspects as them. Get all gangster on them. Yo, so No, bro, no, not even how it is. But it's it's kind of my mentality, and you know, that's how my mentality has been for the last couple of years. Is I love Joe Rogan, but fuck Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll listen to him, but it's like, hey, I, I it's I want his spot, and it's not a famine mentality. It's like that's just my, that's the way I've always operated. It's like, fuck you if you're gonna get if you're in my way. Like I I will work with the people that I work with, and I am very loyal person, I'm a very very loyal person. But at the same time, if you are trying to take me away from the things that I'm working on, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't got time for that. I got time. I have a wife. I'm building a career. And I don't, like, I don't even, I watch comedy. I'm a huge fan of comedy. But I don't really pay attention to comedy. I don't have time for that. Like, I'm building this empire of podcasts and stand-up and production and all this other stuff. Like your mindset. Yeah, my mindset, it's about building my own. And it's no disrespect to them. They already did theirs. They have their stuff established. And if they give me the opportunity and the platform to go on their stuff, man, I will 100% take it with all the gratitude in my heart and with all the love. 
But until that day happens, bro, I'm grinding. We're grinding out here, boy. Dude, uh, as for uh, stand-up, I always been, I always wanted to do it, but I'm, I think I'd be too nervous. But I think I could do it on a Zoom, you know, stand-up with my soundboard. I'll be like, I'll be like, so why did the redneck cross the road? Because his dick was stuck in the chicken's ass. And then people might think I'm funny. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, bro. Dude, 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 dude. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's if I encourage it's public speaking, right? So you have to get over that fear first and just try it. It's it, it it's one of those things that it can be for everybody, but it's also not for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 hard, man. It's like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people want to say they start a podcast and then they don't follow through. <laughs> you know, yep. they'll do five episodes and then all of a sudden it's like, what happened? <laughs> oh, that, that's very real pod fading, bro. There's like over a million podcasts, but like half of them are dead, you know? You know, and that's fine. But at the same time, it's like, and it's, there's nothing wrong with taking breaks, there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking hiatus or whatever. But at the end of the day, are you even podcaster if you don't podcast? Mm-hmm. Are you even a podcast if you don't podcast? Are you talking? Are you like, I, there's been days where I didn't have guests and I'll just turn on the podcast and just ramble for 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if anybody listens. And sometimes, yeah, I see the analytics and I see people, this listenership, people downloading, go up and down, up and down. But at the end of the day, are they really listening? Are they following me? I don't, I don't see the difference yet. But I continue to plug away because it's like anything else, man. It's it's you never know who listens to it. And then all of a sudden it's like two people. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Rogan is calling my name. <laughs> That's great. You do it solo too. Like I do the same as well. Like sometimes I'll do solo episodes and people don't understand. It's way fucking harder than when you have a guest, you know, when you're doing it solo. It's it's way different. Oh, completely, man. It's it's because people get to see how crazy you really are. <laughs> right? Right. Um, like, sometimes you'll sit there and I and have this idea, like, especially, like, like in the peak of the pandemic, when everything was shut down in Texas and there was nothing to do. And I launched, uh, you know, this first iteration, the first season of this podcast back in 2020. I was, you know, there were a lot of episodes. It was just me just talking to the microphone. And you could see you like I, I could picture people just slowly dialing the suicide hotline the <laughs> yo for real it was so bad it was so bad my wife would walk in and she's like are you okay baby and i'm like i don't know if i'm okay i i don't know like i, need, I look I need, okay no. <laughs> I, I need human contact i've been i've ate a whole box of cookies right now while i'm <laughs> that's not a good thing it's not a good thing yeah, sometimes when I do solo episodes, like sometimes I go pretty dark. I'll be like torturing execution methods of the human history. <laughs> like, dude, and that's another thing, bro. It's, it's, I'm a, so I usually when I do a solo podcast, it's, I'm a huge fan of, you know, martial arts. I love MMA, I love boxing, I love nice. grappling fights. So usually when I do solo podcasts, I usually, my intent is to break down those fights and I'll nerd out, right? I'll like nerd out. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the entire fight card 
and I'll print it out, and then I'll go, I'll make sure to watch the fights that week if it's a big fight card, and I'll just break it down on what I've seen. You know, I've been doing martial arts for the better part of a decade. It's uh, one of the hobbies that I do that just keeps me sane. And, uh, you know, I break it down, and I'm like, I thought that was a pretty good breakdown. I should work for ESPN. You know, and then I listen back, and I'm like, oh, that's horrible. Who listens to this? I don't even want to listen to this. Please stop. You know? It's just, it's, yeah. it's the cringe, you know, when you listen back to your own episodes and editing, you're just like, ugh. I feel you. I still who do does, that. Who does, who, who actually, how am I making money out of this? When people are like, man, you did great. And I'm like, stop lying to me. You're my friend. Thank you. But stop lying to me. No, no. My, my favorite is my uncle. My parents, thank God, have never It's there, and I'm not going to not let them listen, but I'm glad that they're just not into the podcast. My uncle found it, and he called me. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? It was like, you like to get your ass licked, and you told that to the entire world? And I'm like, God, no, for real? Like, I, he tells I, your parents. I wasn't, it wasn't for you to listen to. It was for me. Dude, I didn't know I had a filter on this shit. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know I had a filter on this shit. Bro, that's another thing I do. Like, I had a, when I was ta- I was podcasting with Rico yesterday, and I put on one of the, one of the filters, and I was just like, space. I'm so white that space just, you know, I don't have a background where my head just floats. I became <laughs> space. I became space. So it was, it was funny. Hey, man, on the commentating, I would love to do a commentating on a, there's this fight I've seen on the internet. It was like this 150 pound Russian woman versus a 500 pound man. <laughs> did, she, did she win? I, yeah, she did. I think she did. Oh, that's it, hilarious. And he was like, like wailing on her too. And he like laid on her and shit. The only thing tougher than Russian men is a Russian woman who fights there. He like a bear. He's big and angry. We we don't eat. We don't eat food. We only drink vodka. <laughs> but it's tough women in the Siberian desert. And that chick looked pretty buff too. Like she looked <laughs> like she could beat the fuck out of you, bro. Bro, the but. best, the best YouTube videos and the best TikTok videos that I laugh at the most are two. Are you ready? Are that dude that does the Bing Bong videos. Like that dude is killing it in the game right now. It's like mm. Bing Bong, what you doing up there right now? If you see these dogs out here, know that upstairs I'm going hard. Like I love that guy. And then so anything Joe coming Byron. out of yeah, hey yo Joe Biden, you buy me dinner? Hey Biden, it's great, dude. I love that guy, dude. I can't, I couldn't do that. Like one of my friends was asking me to go on Sixth Street, which is uh, downtown Austin, and to do shit like that. And I'm like, bro. I can't, you know, I get it's great internet content, but do you understand how, like, I am antisocial when it comes to, like, being in public out like that? Like, I really am. Like, I'm like, I'm one of those people that's like, get to my destination, go perform, and then get back in my fucking car and go home. Like, I don't like, like, I, bro, I grew up in Miami. I don't need that type of attention. I've been in enough altercations. I just want to go safe, 
come back safe. I'm good. I don't want to have a guy in my microphone and then all of a sudden get smacked around by some homeless guy and become a <laughs> meme on the internet. Like, no. <laughs> I, I don't need that. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I'll I'll do it if I pay me good money. I'll do it, but I'm not gonna do it on my own. So like homeless man, I'm pissed off. He's like, I bro, heard your political podcast. I listen, don't agree. <laughs> listen, dog. I'm gonna tell you this. This is how crazy the homeless are here. There's this lady, and this is a very well known homeless lady in Austin, bro. Homegirl doesn't wear pants ever. Okay, and she's always shaving her head. Wait, does she wear underwear or like no bottom? Optional, bro. She's like fucking Pooh Bear, just walking around with a fucking crop top and no fucking (laughs) pants, dog. She's just out there just shaving her head, just like, like, and and, dude, it's both sad and also like, you can't look away. You're like, oh, what are we doing here? I can't look away. But yeah, you're going to continue doing it. I'm like, I kind of want to interview her. But at the same time, I'm afraid she's just going to start talking. I, I would like to hear what she's got to say. <laughs> what does she have to say, though? She's probably so happy with her life, you know, like no fucks given. It's just over now. I got to shoot my head four times a week. Like, what? Bro, it's crazy. Some crazy fucking homeless people out here, dog. Insane. Yeah, it's becoming a problem here too, dude. Like, there's like more and more tents coming up. Like, it's getting crazy. You're in LA, right? No, I'm actually in Arizona. Arizona? Mm-hmm. Bro, it's too fucking hot to be homeless over there. Dude, what are you talking about for real? Like, like people are like frying out in the streets, like fucking bacon. <laughs> this is like you can't be homeless in Arizona. There's only like four spots in the country you could be homeless, right? And most of them are in California because of the weather, mm-hmm. right? Maybe Portland, maybe, and like why? and like New York City. I don't know because I feel like Portland's weird enough to just accept the the house the the unhoused as they call them. No, fuck it, just let them be, bro. And it, it's like I feel bad for them and I want to help them, but it's like I can only give out five dollars. So many times where I'm like, bro, I gotta pay my own rent before I end up like you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, I buy them food, bro. And and and, the, and they're asking for more and more money now, man. Like I was doing a I was doing a, a spot downtown uh, a few months ago, and some homeless guy came out. Hey, you got twenty dollars? I'm like twenty dollars. What? Like like, <laughs> like like inflation hit you guys too, motherfucker? Like damn, like. Yo, you better suck me off for twenty dollars. Like, 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 bro, like, what you gonna do for this twenty dollars? Like, 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 I'll give it to you, but like, like, what you doing? Like, I, I need to eat. It's expensive. And I'm like, it's expensive for me to get here too. What are you talking about? Like, I gotta put gas in the car. I gotta pay for the car. I gotta drive. I gotta risk my life. All you gotta do is just walk from the bridge to here. Like, what are you gonna do? Like. I gave you four for chips, you know, get two bags <laughs> of chips and a fucking and a beverage, bro. Like, hmm? like, like I got a, I got a woman and a dog to feed. <laughs> like there's responsibility. You're like, right. I had one, one time, uh, it was like, I got off, I get off work at one in the morning. Okay. Got off work. I was going to put gas and it was cold as fuck. It was raining this young guy. And he's like, Hey man, do you have any change? He's like, I'm trying to get some food. 
And I'm like, no, man, but I'm going to go in the store. You want anything from in there? Like, they have, like, shit on the grill, like, hot dogs and kind of chips and, you know, anything. I'm like, you want anything from in there, bro? And he's like, no, man, I'm trying to get Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a joke? Like, <laughs> am I being pranked? Bro, bro I I love, I, I think life downtown Austin wouldn't be the same without them. I want them to be around. I don't want my wife to be around them, but I want them to be around because they're just a pure form of entertainment. I'm going to be like, look, for $5, you can have two homeless guys fight for it. <laughs> like bum fights? <laughs> bro, bum fights. I'm afraid they're going to turn on us, bro. It's just going to be like, you have like weird rat people. They're just going to turn <laughs> around. The stores. Start, start a revolution against the people who actually run the world. Like the homeless. They have power, bro. Yo, that'd be that'd be kind of cool though. It'd be weird. It'd be weird. <laughs> they stab you with used needles and shit. Bro, hepatitis all day. <laughs> hepatitis all day. Pocket change. They throw it at you. Bro, I hope that hepatitis came with some heroin because I'm not gonna get stabbed by some homeless guy if I'm not gonna get my heart stopped by fifty six. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want <laughs> like, oh, that low key feels good. <laughs> Loki feels good. Let me go talk to this guy. Oh, look, I see the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Man, uh, so, so you uh, were you born in Puerto Rico? I was born in the island of Puerto Rico in the year 1990. So to you millennials, that's the uh, previous century. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Is um does it have anything to do why why you got into politics like seeing how it was over there compared to here? Uh, well, no, I wasn't into. I'm like I'm not into politics like that, right? That's just how I got started in, in mm-hmm. podcasting. But my interest in stand up does stem from politics because I believe in my heart that you have to use those little rights that they what those old white men put on paper right before they take them away like i really do think that i really do Mm -hmm. think that we have people like talking like this free speech um Mm -hmm. microphone or art um i think it's a very 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 important thing to do as not only a citizen of this country even though under the law puerto ricans are second class citizens most people don't know that (laughs) (laughs) um you have to use it like you have to be able to speak truth to like let it be in a I do it in a funny way. I, I talk about my life, I talk about my wife, I talk about the vaccines, I talk about all that in my act, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that you have to you have to do it. I think regardless of what internet culture says and the canceling, all that shit's temporary, bro. There's too much going on for people to actually care. Like, really look what happened to freaking um to to Dave Chappelle, right? Like he got he they attempted to cancel him. Mm-hmm. Four days later, nobody given it. Like that's how fast things are moving. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of Western North Dakota the tropical playground of Florida. It's time for tales of wonder and amazement. 
put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump, this book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. Tired of dragging the family to a lame burger joint with clowns and cartoon characters for mascots? Are you fed up with disgusting ball pits and playgrounds? If you're ready for a truly unique dining experience, then Moss Burgers is for you. Moss Burgers offers an atmosphere for the tactical types. No more pansy ho-ho meals for the kiddies. At Moss Burgers, get the little shit of 410. That's a hot dog with small fries and a drink. But the prize is an authentic 4-inch Army Surplus battle dressing for use at the real playground. One where kids get hurt. Monkey bars, steel slides that get about 400 degrees in the summertime, where there's always some big bully to knock you over and steal your Laffy Taffy. Are you interested in something a little more daring? How about a 12-gauge? That's two one-third beef patties on a giant Kaiser roll with all of the fixings. You know, the good ones. The American ones. Not so hungry? That's okay, we'll make you a special op salad, complete with Mossberger's very own Secret Service dressing and camo croutons. Check out the on-premise shooting range. Air rifles for the little ones and 50 cows for the big ones. Mossberger's first openly amosexually oriented restaurant catering to proud fellers oath takers and promise makers of all sorts no reservations required just check your weapon at the door and pass through the security checkpoint and get your food riddled with fresh pepper one half price shots during happy hour boss burgers where the term drive through involves protesters blocking your way come and get some So it's it's good and it's bad, right? So you have to be relevant, but at the same time, you gotta be you, man. And I think that that goes the first and second amendment, you know, allow us to be ourselves at the end of the day. So. I agree with you, man. I, I myself don't consider myself a political person, but I will talk about it if it comes up. You know what I mean? Because there are important things to discuss sometimes and there's crazy fucking shit happening, bro. I mean, Dude, 100%, dude. It's, it's, man, like, keep, it's, look, man, I, I am very reasonable with most people, right? But I'll tell you this. This pandemic, 
I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You should be scared of what the people in power are doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about from the last president to the current one, how they're just like, we don't know what we're doing, but we're just going to tell you what to do anyway. Like, literally, right? like, I'm just like, OK, so like I, look, I have a day job like everybody else. I work in the healthcare field, a day job because I got to pay fucking bills, bro. This is a true story. It's, it's in my act, but this is a true story, okay? Some white lady thought she was Hispanic enough to lie about her kid's age just to get the vaccine. <laughs> wow. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's experienced, right? And I'm talking about I work in, like, this clinic that is in one of the nicest parts of Austin. And this lady, bro, one, okay, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's, we don't control what age groups are approved for. I like, it doesn't matter what part of the country, we just, you don't control that. That's the people in power. But we don't have enough data as a country to know that one, getting the vaccine is effective or kids that young. Number two, if you listen to and read a lot of the data that's out there, there's a lot of risk involved when getting young people, and I mean people under like the age of 18, vaccinated, you know, MRA syndrome, all the heart problems, blood clots that can happen. They might Mm -hmm. not get sick right away, but the side effects of the long term are still to be known. And this is is me. I'm vaccinated. Like, I, I am vaccinated. And I know that there are inherent risks involved. But how are we, like, we need to be able to have that conversation and people are just acting like, oh, no, it's okay. Daddy Biden told me I can get the vaccine seven times and I'm just going to do what they fucking tell me. <laughs> like, literally, that's how, that's how people are acting. And I've lived, like, and this is where my, like, my perspective on politics comes in and stand up. It's, I grew up around first-generation Cubans that experienced the Castro, the Castro regime that lived during the worst times in Cuba when there was no food, when there were bread lines, when, the, when any time you spoke out of line, you, people disappeared. Legitimately. Like, my next-door neighbor was, a, at the time, this was like his ninth son, right? At the time, was like 50, and he would tell me, Oh, he remembers when his brother got shot by Che Guevara. Like, God, dude, like, that's me growing up hearing these stories of people's like, oh, and that could happen to him. It's like, just because it hasn't doesn't mean it won't. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you know, fan of the last president or not, it, we got pretty fucking close, right? Like, maybe it wasn't him per se, but the people around him were pushing something to, to force people and to divide people. Mm-hmm. And I think that the current president is doing the same thing. He's oh, yeah. Talk, he's, he's talking to people to divide them. And when you go out, and I'm telling you, I'm in the clubs, bro. I'm in the clubs. I'm in the bars. I'm, I'm, I'm performing in front of everybody from the woke to the QAnons to everybody in between to no people that don't give a fuck. Most people don't give a shit. They just want you to be cool. That's it. It's like, right. I don't give a damn what you believe. You know, 
It's like, it's like, are you cool? Can we share a blunt? Can we share a drink? All right, cool. Let's fucking hang out. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right? All this crap that's on the internet about the insurrection or what's happening with fucking Antifa, it's all made up. It's a fucking glitch in the fucking matrix. If we were to step away from this screen and go to the bar right now, you can have 10 conversations with a communist, a socialist, a fucking an anarchist, a fucking capitalist, and they will all share beer and they will all laugh and drink about sports. Because you know what? At the end of the day, none of that shit fucking matters. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is that if you want, you're a good person and you treat the ones around you right. That's it. Very true. Very true. That's it. And that's what I do every day. I get I get to poke fun of whatever's happening in the world. I poke fun at myself because I got a small dick or whatever. And I just, you know, make people laugh because that's what I enjoy doing. And I hate that the local governments here in Austin, they want to try to tell us how to live our lives. It's like we've lived with this pandemic for over two years at this point. Like everybody has had the chance to get vaccinated and or wear a mask. At this point, you, you didn't do either? Bro, it's on you if you get sick. That's it. Like, I don't want my grandparents, well, my parents are dead. My grandparents are dead. But I don't want my parents who are older. I don't want them to die. But my dad is a smart-ass motherfucker. He knows what to do. If he doesn't want to do it, it's on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um. I'll cry. But at the same time, I'm going to say papi. And then they... <laughs> And uh, this shit is not going to go away anytime soon, man. It was supposed to be like 15 days and then, you know, flatten the curve. And now it's like two years later. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, bro. And, and you think, here's the thing, right? It, and it's, we can say all we want, whatever. It's, it's for the health of the public health, this, that, or the other. But you look at what happened in countries like Venezuela. And I always point to the Latin countries because they're close to home, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's because we're going to feed the people or it's for the good of the people. Anything that comes from a dude that owns a tank telling me that it's my for my good, I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I don't know if I agree with you. I'm just saying, yeah. I don't want to die. I might do it, but... And people, Most people don't know about Venezuela. Venice, I remember, I remember growing up, everybody, my parents used to say that Venezuela was the richest country in South America for the better part of the, of the 20th century. Now they're the poorest country. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's not that they lost any of their natural resources. It's the leadership. It's the government. It's the leadership and the government. And it has nothing to do, I, and I go back to say, it's a human problem. It's, it's all human problems. It's the same reason that you go to high school and this is a great example, right? You go to high school, you look at what's going on. People tend to break up into their own little groups. And then the people that dictate other people, how other people act are usually, you know, the popular kids. The popular kids are dicks. Mm-hmm. The popular kids are always dicks. They always pick on the little one. They always pick on the little man. And you think it's different as an adult? No. They, those assholes grow up <laughs> To be bigger assholes. <laughs> to become bigger assholes. Then they, then all of a sudden they attach themselves 
to some ideology, let it be fascism, socialism, communism, capitalism, and it justifies them being an asshole. That's mm-hmm. all it is. What happened to just, hey, that's why I always hung out. Like, I never had a crew. Like, I was, when I was a kid, bro, like, I never had a crew. I never had a crew. It was always me. I always jumped between the goth, the, the, the theater nerds. Right. The, the, the little, in my high school, we called the Miramiras, right? The Miramiras are the little Puerto Rican kids that just hung out in the corner with their shaved eyebrows and shit. <laughs> that was me, bro. Like, I would hang out with them most of the time, but then I'd break off. I'd go hang out with the hard metal hard kids, and I'd go, I played football, I wrestled. So I was just everywhere. Why? Because I, I liked hanging out with people. It was like, dude, you got something. I like talking anime with the fucking nerds. I like talking music with my people. I like all these. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It's just they're different. And if you don't have that variety in life, how the fuck are you going to grow as a person? Mm-hmm. Just, again, what I, what I love about podcasts, I get to talk to so many different people. And I get to go on this personal growth kind of agenda, right? And it might have started out with politics, but at the end of the day, it's a human growth. It's human growth. Same reason I do stand-up. It's something hard to do that I get to monetize. Like, it's hard to do stand-up. It's hard to write. It's hard to perform. It's not easy. But it's great. It's great. But you eat a bag of dicks up on stage. You ever been heckled? I've been heckled plenty of times. Some drunk guy. <laughs> oh, no. Check this out. My, the worst heckle is the one that, like, lives in the front of my brain every time. I was doing a show up in Plano, Texas. You know, about four hours north of where I'm from uh, right now. And um, I was doing the show. I was doing fine. All of a sudden, some white lady in the back just yelled, You're not funny. What do you say to that? <laughs> you know, like, like I'm like, ah. I mean, people are laughing. Like, what's up, right? And then she just took control of the fucking crowd with one statement. And I was like, huh? I don't know what to say right now. You caught me so off guard. Like, I don't even know. I don't even remember what joke I told. I'm sure if I go back and listen to it, it was something that wasn't even funny. But she, I guess she wasn't having it. She wasn't having it. She was a little drunk. You're like, you're, you're not funny. You're not funny. <laughs> it was a Karen. <laughs> I don't even, I, dude. It could have been a Becky. It could have been a. It could have been a Hillary Clinton for all I fucking know. But she was. I was legit. Like it froze me. I like. I didn't have the experience that I have now to kind of just lean into it. But back then, when I, I was like, I just got started. It was like maybe it was one of my first gigs. It was like two, three years ago. It was just one of those things. Was like, ugh, just lives in my, the back of my brain. Just always remembering that. You're not funny. Every time I do, every time I don't get a laugh, I hear her voice. You're not funny. <laughs> you're laid in bed later that night, can't sleep. You're not funny. <laughs> I, I I I I try to masturbate or fuck my wife, and I hear you're not funny. <laughs> it's, 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 it's instant instant border kill. You know what I'm saying? Just like <laughs> going to the fetal position, cry a little bit. <laughs> Fuck, man. But, hey, that happens. You know, it toughens you up because with the experience, you know? Dude, it's, like I said, bro, it's it's stand-up. It, it, it's, you become a hard motherfucker. Mentally, I think, right? Like, most comics are pussy. Straight up. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm one of them, right? But 
when it comes to public speaking, you become a hard motherfucker. Like, you don't care what's happening. Once, after a certain while, you learn to just not give a fuck. Like, as soon as you have that mic in your hand, you're in control. And it's hard to tell when somebody gets there, but you know when they get there, right? Like, I've seen my peers that I've started with. A lot of them have dropped off. Like, seriously, there's a lot of guys that started around the same time that I did, and they don't do it anymore. It's just hard, right? Then there are guys that continue to do it, and you just see it in their face. You just see it in their act, right? One day, they just stop. Like, like it, it's like a turn. It's like, huh, he, he found himself right on stage. And, it's, and, it, and for me, that I don't remember when it happened. I just remember it happening. Hey, you're working now. Okay, you're working now. Okay. It's a magical so, moment. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a magical moment. I just think it's it's like anything else, right? Like you know when you, I don't know if you work out. I don't right? like. I but, used to, but I stopped. I got fat. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, like, like this is not bragging. This is me just trying to prove a point. Um, I've lost two hundred and twenty-five pounds. I used to be a Oh wow, nice. Bro, Congrats, bro. Don't congrats me. I shouldn't have been there. Anyway, uh it's uh it's one of those things where you don't see the progress. You know, you, you eat right, you work hard, you eat right, you work out, you eat right, you work out. And then one day, all of a sudden, you put on your pants and they're entirely too big. But you didn't see it day to day right? But it's the accumulation of work. You don't know when it happened. It's like all of a sudden you put on those pants that were too tight and now they're falling off. But you didn't realize the, like the progress, you know, oh, they're getting a little looser, slowly and slowly. No, but it's like one day you just put them on your pants, you go to work and you put them away for a week, you put them on again. All of a sudden one day you're like, oh my gosh, these pants are so big. It's that that style it's just the same type of progress in stand up is like you just keep working keep working keep working keep working all of a sudden one day boom you know you, you people continue you get followers you get you get people who want to see you you people think you're funny and they believe in yourself and it's usually people that you never even mm-hmm. damn man that's fucking wow bro you know, all the little steps you don't see it is until uh, you look back, you see how far you've become. Oh, it's, it's, that's why that's why I have my that's my little motto, right? Like, like name a person, fuck that person, right? Like, it's not it's not personal. It has nothing to do with me being personal with them. It's I'm just have my blinders on and work, working on my shit and I'm working on my deal. It's like, oh, like I'll look up time to time. And then when somebody says something, oh, yeah, fuck that person. Bam, keep going. You know, like especially, <laughs> especially in the in, in the stand up sphere, everybody always wants to compare you to, you know, Rogan or Chappelle or Andrew Schultz or whatever, any famous person right now. Oh man, you're gonna be like so and so. And I look, I literally look at him straight in the eye. Fuck that person. Not because I hate them. It's not because I hate them. It's because I want to be a one of one. A one of one is I want to be like Ringo Solid. You're not a copy. No, I want to be myself at all times. I don't care if it's I don't care if it hurts feelings. I don't care if it's not politically correct. I'm gonna be myself through and through. That's it. I am not selling out for the man. I'm not 
scholar I am being myself every step of the way. So when they say you're gonna be this, that, or the other, oh fuck that. No, you know what I see, bro? What that? When you're big and famous. You're going to fucking find that lady that's like, you're not funny. And you're like, little bitch, I'm funny. I'm big now. <laughs> see, I'm just kidding. I see. I say, I, I, I say this all the time, man. Fame is, fame is a byproduct of success. I don't, I'm not looking to be famous. I'm not. Like, I understand that what I'm getting into is a public-facing career, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not my intent. Like I, I hate to say this, but like you know, I grew up in in a Florida hood, say that used to think much, right? Because it's not really that, like, I, okay, but this is weird, but it makes sense. So I took my wife back home for the first time because we've been married. Like we finally had the money, and we went back to Florida. I showed her where I grew up, and uh, she looked at the at the neighborhood. She was like, "Oh, this is the nice neighborhood. Oh my god, it's so middle class. It's a suburb. So nice." And then I'm like, oh, really? I see the hood here. Like, this house had a heroin dealer. This house had a had a mob boss. This guy used to be a loan shark. This guy, like, like I'm, like, pointing out all the little things that I remember from, from the neighborhood that I grew up in. And I remember the police raids. I remember when the helicopters used to just come flying over the neighborhood looking for people. Damn. You know, and, and she would be like, what? I'm like, yeah. She was like, for real? I'm like, listen. Growing up in Florida, most Floridians will tell you this. It's paradise. It's legitimately paradise. I grew up in South Florida. You know, like it's legitimately paradise. But paradise with a very, very, very dark undertone. Right? Like it's the city where cocaine was funneled into the rest of the country. For real. For real. From like the late 60s all the way through the 90s. Right now, it's you know through the border and the cartels, but legitimately, Pablo Escobar made his name in the United States because of the city of Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, they made a whole doc. There's whole documentaries on the cocaine cowboys on Netflix, and yep. I could I could watch those those documentaries and be like, oh, I lived there. Oh, I remember going there. Oh, my boy here lived there. You know, like I can say that without like batting two eyes. And I tell people that all the time, and they're like, "Oh, that's why you're the way you are." I'm like, "Yeah, like, like, like." There's there's this weird thing about people from Miami. Like, yeah, we like the nice things in life, but we also know how hard it is to get those nice things in life. And sometimes you gotta do some shady shit to get those nice things in life. Like, every time I meet somebody from Miami, I kind of know the cloth that they're cut from. I know that they have a different hustle mentality. I know that they're gonna. They never leave the house without looking fly, but at the same time, they're going to hustle for every little bit that they got. And I love that mentality, bro. Nice. Because, because you're never going to walk into a room because you never know who you're, you're going to walk into a room with your best, with your best things on because you never know who you're going to meet. And it could be anybody from a real estate agent that can help you buy your first million dollar home to the guy that can help move a kilo. Legitimately, that's how my aunt, people from Miami think smart damn right so it's like living in austin like i see like the whole hipster vibe where they just leave the house looking homeless and i lose it i'm like (laughs) no the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) like fix your hair shave like no like 
put on clean jeans and shoot like do something like i, I lose you got bad head <laughs> bro bro like out here to be cool you have to be almost home <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like i don't know if i don't know if the lady is like legitimately like a tiktok superstar or the lady we we're talking about earlier i don't know if she's a tiktok superstar or just homeless like legitimately in austin it could she could be both <laughs> the one with no pants i'm telling you like it's like that it's like that and i stand out because i'm always you know i always try to look dress in this it's weird bro like 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 it's also like puerto rican culture is always that it's that way too it's like 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 oh i have to don't leave the house without without looking your best and just kind of like our culture i think a lot of latin cultures like that too but for some odd reason, Texas don't think that way. They go, oh, my dirty boots and jeans would be just fine. Like, no, it's not. It's not. Go, go back inside and change. You know? <laughs> like, like, well, what are you doing with that shirt? Like, no, 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 no. no. You're coming with me. You got to look fresh. Like, no, I'm going to walk in. This is a team effort. We're going to try right. to move this kilo for this drug mob dealer guy. And then we're going to walk back out like nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, you're saying, embarrassing me, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I say that to my friends. I'm like, you're embarrassing. It's like, why? You're wearing that shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's a nice shirt. No, it's not. It's not even wrinkled. It's uh, it's from four seasons ago. Like, you don't have to, you, bro. Walmart has better shit. Like, legitimately. Like to me, like there is no excuse to not be the best version of yourself at all times. I like that. That's good advice, bro. You never know who you're gonna be. Who are you gonna meet? Wow. That's uh, that's smart. Oh, it's it's it doesn't matter if you're in entertainment or not. It's you just don't know. You don't know. Like seriously, if if you're a construction worker, right, and it's your day off and you look like a bum, you legit look like a bum. What if you meet a guy who needs work done in his house, but he won't do business with you because you look like a bum? Yo, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Or if you're a real estate agent, you're out, you're out having brunch and the lady that's serving you food, what if she's looking for a house? And that's a business opportunity, dude. Like you need to be on your best. You have to, it's hard to live that way at all times, but you always have to think that way. Right. Like I think to be successful in life and anything that you do, you have to think in that manner. It's like this person is potentially gonna, you know, maybe not. Most of the time, it's not gonna happen. But if you walk in and you buy a beer, the guy sitting next to you, it could be Fortune 500 company CEO on his day off, looking to relax. You start up a conversation. Oh, here, take my number. I want to do business with you. You never fucking know. He's like, yo, you want to cross some kilos? <laughs> I mean. I- for the right amount of money, I think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll be like, mm. I mean, what is the risk to reward ratio on this kilo? <laughs> this is this is three to five easily in Texas. But if I put a couple mil on me, I'll think about it. You know what I'm saying? Your but, life's too short. No. <laughs> nah, it's not even that. It's 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 like sometimes you just seize the opportunity, right? Like. It is what it is. It, it really is, bro. Like, I remember, what is it? Uh, 
I was I wasn't even supposed to go on um, during a show at the vocal. And they looked at me. It was like, hey, uh, are you here to watch or are you here to, to perform? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm always ready to perform. Like, I always say, I always got my five minutes ready to go. And they go, can you do 15? I'm like, I can do 15. Just give me some time to, to just rearrange my set list or whatever. And it was like, if I wasn't ready at that moment and was opening up for, for a pretty decent comic, right? It was like, I wouldn't have been up on stage that day and got paid to do so, right? Mm-hmm. What if I was just there looking like a bum, not ready to go, they would have picked the next guy. But because I was there, I looked like I was ready to go because I was in the right place at the right time. I wouldn't have had an opportunity. And, and it's not always one opportunity that's going to that's gonna make you, but it's a series of those opportunities. Always being ready. Mm-hmm. Being ready for the next thing. And I try to live my life like that. I really honestly do. I really do. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, not about that, that lifestyle to talk about. It's like, I walk into, if I want to do business at a place, I'll walk into a place like, I want to do business. And I do my best and I'm persistent. But at the same time, even if I don't want to do business at a place, I dress like I want to do business. And it's, and it doesn't mean, you know, I'm not saying I walk around in a suit, but I always look presentable, right? Modern, modern day, we don't do businesses with suits and ties anymore, whatever the fuck on Wall Street. People on Wall Street are wearing Yeezys, dude. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're out here, but I look presentable enough where people aren't going to be afraid to come up to me. I look presentable. I look, I don't have a fucking scowl on my face. People want to come up. I do that because it's important to me that I'm approachable because you never know who that person is. What if Jeff Bezos had run into him at a Starbucks and he goes, oh, snap, here, investment for your podcast. I'd be like, hey, new studio, Rogan, I'm Yo. coming for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen because it's not, that's not how life works, but you never fucking know. Like Austin is, is a startup city. There's always people looking to, to invest in people. Uh, you know, Tesla's here. Samsung is here now. Uh, it's a startup city. It's a small business city that people want to build the artists. People want to build people like yourself. And, you know, shout out to uh, this podcast called ATX on Social. They're the first ones to have me on in the city because oh, they, nice. just believed, they just believed. They believed in what I was doing. They saw me do a set one time, right? They believed in what I was doing. And they were like, hey, come on, we want to promote you. You're local, you're, you're different, you're not just this, you know, you're not another, like the way they put it, you're just not another Austinite, you're different. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but whatever, you know, <laughs> like. Yo, I'll take the compliment. Like, I guess I'm retarded, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is, man. That's very smart, man, I like that, you know, because, you know, some of it, you know, you, you have luck, right? Like, if you ha- happen to meet this person, but like you were saying, if you dress the part, you improve your look, right? I don't know if it's improving your luck, but you, you, it's if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's my mentality. Like it, if I, I I train jujitsu, right? Like people think I train jujitsu because I want to kick people's asses. No, I don't. Actually, I avoid confrontations at all times. I really do. I'd rather walk away get in my car, 
pull out my nine, whatever, to avoid a fucking confrontation. Like, I just don't want it. But if it happens, eh, you know, I've been trained. Mm-hmm. It's going <laughs> down. <laughs> like, like, but it's, I, it's not who I am. People think, you know, like, like, seriously, like, it's funny. A lot of the, like, a lot of my friends in comedy here, they all say, oh, Daniel, kick your ass. Yeah, I don't know if I'll kick your ass. Like, like I, I won't ever say that out loud because I don't believe that I will. I, I don't, it's not how I see myself. But I know that if I have to, I do what I got to do to go home alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That, that's that's simple as it is. It's not because I want to hurt anybody. Actually, I, I want to do the opposite. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. <laughs> right? Let's, let's just spark up. Let's just spark up and have a conversation, bro. Let's talk. I love it, man. Um, great advice. And um, I love your attitude, by the way. Uh, very motivational. And um, keep up the good work, man. Uh, where can people find your podcast and all your stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I want to plug in this uh, this on, on your deal. Uh, if, you're in, if you're in Austin, Texas, week of the 20th, uh, Thursday, January 20th, I am producing a comedy show called Slacking Off Comedy Showcase at Slacker's bar in northwest austin off 620 um uh but to find me you can find me on all socials it's poppy underscore the comic p-a-p-i underscore the comic one word um i'm daniel gonzalez on facebook uh you can hit me up anytime i respond to everything so i don't know if it's a good thing so if you send me a dick pic i'll send you a dick pic back (laughs) That'll be weird. Um, ladies, be careful. Uh, I do have a Mexican wife, so she will find you and she will do things that Mexican women will not do. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Yo, just a little warning. Just a little. Yeah, yeah, just a little warning. It was like, it was like I, I, I'll let you DM me, but if my wife finds out, she does things that only a Mexican woman may know how to do. And Chewy understood what that is. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep. She will not only kill me, but she will kill you too. So. <laughs> you will come out in forensic files. Bro, first 48 <laughs> all day. Like, yeah, what happened? I'm like, eh, well, you know, this guy on Instagram said DMs are open and his wife just chopped off three bitches' heads. <laughs> all right, bro. Well, thanks appreciate for coming having, on. I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, everybody, leave a review for Screaming Chewy. Make him number one in the charts. I appreciate it, man. And um, also, um, you know, give Poppy over here some love as well. You know, subscribe, follow, share. Oh, yeah, yeah. Subscribe, follow, share. And uh, every week I release two episodes of my podcast, Danalyze This. And uh, this week I I have two really good episodes. Uh, uh, Monday's dropping my conversation with Ricardo Aviles. That's the second time on my podcast. And then I'm having Bruce Valianch on my podcast as well. That episode will be dropping by Wednesday. So oh, he's yeah. funny as fuck, bro. Bro, I'm excited to have a conversation with him. I'm actually talking to him uh, Monday. I mean Monday night, but he, he his episode will be out by Wednesday. Uh, everybody, check it out. Uh, look me up, man. It's it's some there's some good there's some good content coming out for you guys. Um, I want to get on tick. I have a TikTok, but I don't do anything on TikTok. I know I got to do stuff. It's just a lot, guys. Give me time. I promise I'll do some more shit on TikTok. 
just way too much to do right now. I need somebody to like do it for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have money to do it yet. All right, man. Chewy, thank you so much, man. All right, thank you, man. Peace. Great. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, screaming chewy show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T E E spring, screaming chewy show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace